This is the Seven Figures Podcast Smart Money Strategies for Women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is sponsored by Family First Credit Union. When it comes to financial education, earning and learning go hand in hand, and Family First is here to help you and the greater Rochester community with both. So glad that you decided to join the podcast. And there you go. Step one, check off your list. You did it. You showed up. Yes. And that is the goal of today's podcast, because we all want to be financially confident women. And you are done with your excuses. It's getting you nowhere. So you have made a point to get a better understanding about finances. And not necessarily do you have to know everything. You don't have to be a day trader to no. be financially free, right? You're Not just... even close. Exactly. So Erica Cummings is with us today, the VP of Morgan Stanley. Thank you again for being in with You're us. You're welcome. I love coming here. And now you were saying the last time we talked, and this was, was around the holidays, where you were like, your mission this year is to create this year of financial wellness for your clients, and you're going to share it with us as well. Absolutely. Yes. So- We're calling 2019 the year of financial wellness. We always start our year off with resolutions and kind of this way to reflect and to start over and say, what did I want to accomplish in 2018 that I didn't get to? Or Mm -hmm. what are the things that I want to do this year to make myself better? And particularly for women, those types of resolutions tend to surround something involved in our health. And it might be nutrition, it might be fitness, we sign up for the latest workout craze, or we look for the latest diets, a way that we can make ourselves healthier. Emotionally, we look for yoga, we say we're going to meditate more, we're going to journal more, we're going to try and and focus on ourselves. And it's this whole notion of self-care. Every year, I think we look back and say, oh my gosh, where did the year go? I didn't have any time to to do what I wanted to do, and this year I really want to make it about me. And so we hear this over and over and over again, and the one thing that I have seen over the last 18 years of being a financial advisor is financial wellness is never on the list. And we really want to focus this year on making that connection between your total wellness, your health, your fitness, your emotional wellness, and how important it is to also focus on that financial wellness and how critical it is to tying into all of those things. Right. And that's what we were saying last week with Anna Renderer. It is all connected. It absolutely is. All of it is connected. Yes. But you have to include the financial wellness. You have to. And it's not necessarily, like I said, if you are most comfortable with delegating that part Okay, fine. Delegate it to your husband. Delegate it to a financial advisor. But at least have some knowledge of what is going on. You have to. Because the statistics are not in our favor when it comes to, well, I don't know. Is it in our favor? We well, yeah. outlive We get to live sure. longer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But statistically, it's astounding. And almost 90% of us will be women, will be responsible for their finances by themselves at some point in time in their lives whether it be by choice or by circumstance. So you may choose to always be responsible for those finances or you end up in a divorce or like many, you end up outliving your husband. Mm -hmm. And that's what really inspired me years ago to focus on making sure that women are educated and are knowledgeable about their finances because over and over and over again, I have had clients come in after something 
drastic has happened, like I said, the loss of a spouse or a divorce. And because of the lack of engagement, they are frightened, terrified. Mm. They don't know where to start. They don't know where to start. They feel as if their lives are completely over. And a lot of times they'll never, no matter how much we try to work with them, ever truly break through to where they can feel secure because they've always felt as if this is not something that they can handle. This is not something that was their responsibility. It wasn't their role. And it's so intimidating that no matter how much work we do after the fact, Mm -hmm. it still is really hard for them to just wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to be okay. And that is not a place that we should allow ourselves to be anymore. This is 2019, and this is the year that we really want to focus on not only making it a priority, because we can sit here all day and scare every single woman that's listening to us, but I don't think that's a motivator. To me, the motivation is you deserve this, that that this is – One of your financial life, your ability to create abundance and wealth and money in your life is one of the biggest causes of stress, one of the biggest causes of illness that we have in our society. It goes back to everything, our career choices. It goes back to our ability to maybe join that gym that we want to join. It goes back to our ability to eat healthy. It's cheaper to definitely eat unhealthy than it is these days to eat and buy good fresh vegetables. It's just more difficult. And so when we think about everything that we want to do for ourselves, it all ties back to how much do we have and how much of a priority are we putting on the ability to actually make all these other goals come to fruition? Yeah, absolutely. And you go to work, why? Because you want to go to work? Right. No, you go to work because there's no other option. You right. have to. Right. So if you could tweak your mindset a little bit and think, I'm going to learn about finances, have the knowledge, at least get an understanding. Yes. Why? Because you want to? Well, most people don't think it's fun. No, because there's no other option. Just do it. Right. Because you're helping yourself. Like you said, with your confidence level, yes. with just the long-term, just-in-case moments. Absolutely. So this year, every month, we're going to give you a goal, right? Yes. You're going to come in every month, and yes. it'll be the first Friday of the month. Yep. And we are going to tackle a topic because it's the baby steps. How many times do we hear that? You can't have this big, lofty goal. That's why diets always fail. Right. Because you cut everything great out of your life. Yes. And then it sucks. Yes, exactly. And and you just fall off your diet. Exactly. You got to make these small changes where it really doesn't even feel like you made a change. Right. Or that every step of the way, you feel as if you're adding, not subtracting. Yeah. So when it comes to finances, I try to draw... A little bit of a symmetry between your money and your your medical health. So if you think about starting the year off saying, I want to lose 30 pounds, mm-hmm. great goal, <laughs> okay. but really, really <laughs> difficult to do because it's so huge. Instead, and think of how many specialists out there tell you, you have to break these goals down into yeah. small and manageable pieces to say, I'm going to make sure I go to the gym three days a week, or I'm going to make sure that this week I eat healthy 80% of the time, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to start to use a food tracker. All of these things are small, manageable things that can be built upon each other. 
because the first time that you go and you step on that scale, that's the hardest step. So to say I want to lose 30 pounds and then you go to the scale and go, I don't want to go on the scale because I don't want to see it. You're never going to move forward. So we want to break it down into pieces where every single month, this is something that you are adding to your life, not subtracting. So when I think about how to be healthy, instead of saying, I'm not going to eat this, this, and this, it's I'm going to start to incorporate this, this, and Mm -hmm. this. I'm not going to say, I can't ever eat chips or cookies ever again. You're automatically setting yourself up for failure. Instead, you say, I'm going to add more vegetables to my plate, or I'm going to make sure that I get a 30-minute walk-in. And what's nice is if we do these podcasts, we can actually take our busy lives and integrate some of the goals that that you have for your health and also have them with your finances too. So when you're on that treadmill for 30 minutes, listen to the podcast. Okay, so let's do this then. This month's goal, okay, is finding time because everyone's schedule is different. But everybody has, and I will be the first to raise my hand and say, I don't have time. I whine to my husband all the time. I just don't have time. There was one day, Erica, and I think we talked about it before in a previous podcast where he's like, okay, so write down what you do every single minute of the day. Yep. Well, I looked back. And that was shocking because I was wasting a lot of time. We can absolutely find time in our day if we tell ourselves there's no other option. Especially think of how it it used to be that we would say we didn't have any time. Then we somehow managed to find the time to scroll on social media for hours at a time. (laughs) Think of the ways that we can waste time (laughs) in a day, right? So this month, our goal Okay, we're all in this together. This month, our goal is just to find 20 minutes a week. Yes. 20 minutes out of the entire week to dedicate to something about finances. If it's listening to this podcast, awesome. We put it up every Friday. Maybe that's a convenient day for you. But if it's not, then go back to a previous episode. Absolutely. something about the finances, maybe that week... For 20 minutes, just learn how much money you really do have, whatever yeah. it is, whatever yes. the task we give you. But right. You'll come in every month and tell us what that task is. Yes. So and every week, just find 20 minutes. And I'm telling you, if you do this by the end of the year, you will come back in, Erica, and we'll reflect on the year. Yes. And it will feel so darn good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because there are so many women who look at this as the most boring topic or it's the scariest topic. And I have dedicated my career for the past three years to doing hundreds of workshops for women to not only have them realize how important this is, but also to be excited about it, that this is the agent of change for your life. This is the way for you to eliminate stress. It's the way for you to be able to make better choices for yourself, for your family, To be able to get up in the morning and say, I'm going to work. And the reason I'm going to work is because I want to create a better life for me and for my family. Mm -hmm. And once you understand how all of this is connected, much like we want to feel healthy, we want to be able to play with our kids in the backyard. We want to know that we wake up in the morning and we're not anxious all the time or we're not feeling a lot of stress. All of this is intertwined. And when I have women leaving the workshops and they get it, it's amazing. Yeah. It is what like a light say, bulb. What, what made them go to your workshops? What was it? What are the stories that you're hearing? So a lot of it is 
the fact that they understand based on something they've witnessed in their life. Ah, okay. So either they've watched their mother go through something or mm-hmm. a friend of theirs is getting divorced or their husband is ill. So a lot of times whenever we, if you think about all of the things that happen in our lives and the decisions that we make are typically a series of lots of small events, but there's one last event that finally pushes us in that direction. So we may have been eating poorly for years, but there was one last cheeseburger that actually maybe put us over the edge and now we're at the doctor with high cholesterol and and Uh, we're having issues. But it wasn't that cheeseburger. It was all of the other bad decisions that we made along the way. So these women oftentimes will come to the workshops and talk about all the times that they weren't involved and all the times that they didn't either voice their opinion or, or make the changes that were necessary. But all of a sudden, something happens. And it's my neighbor got divorced or my best friend got divorced or my friend's husband passed away and he was only 35. And we never anticipated something like that ever happening. Or I lost my job. I thought I was going to be there forever. Or my friend lost their job. There's usually some type of motivation. And then as women, we like to go in a group. So usually there's one captain of the ship and she comes in and she brings two or three other friends. And the other thing that we're doing often is a lot of these workshops are within organizations themselves. So employers or different professional organizations are actually having us come in and oh my gosh, do that's them. Awesome. Exactly. So this way, now these women realize, wow, my employer cares about me specifically because the way that we deliver the message is very different than how a typical financial workshop is. Yeah. We've been to them. We know that mm-hmm. they're, they just make you feel even more lost when you're done. This is a way for women to be in a room by themselves to not feel as if they can't just be straightforward and honest about where they are in that particular Mm -hmm. moment. And it's so freeing for them to then come out the other side and realize, I can do this. And not only can I do this, but I want to do it. And I know why. Because having the ability to have freedom of choice and independence and be able to make decisions not just on the fly all the time, not just because I'm reacting to something, I'm proactive. Yeah. And, and you know why you're making these decisions exactly. too. And it doesn't matter yeah. whether you are wealthy as a woman or whether you are living paycheck to paycheck. Anything can happen at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And if you are not prepared for it, it is devastating. And I've seen it over and over and over again. So the goal is to find 20 minutes a week and put it in your calendar, a reoccurring appointment for yourself. Absolutely. The day of the week and the time. Yeah. So some suggestions would be, like you said, when you're on the treadmill. Yeah, you're on the treadmill. You're listening to music. I personally love podcasts. I love podcasts because when I'm on that treadmill, it's long. It's a long time. And so it's, it's nice long, to have. It's excruciating. It's, yes, it's exactly. boring. I put that towel on in front of the time and I don't even look at it. And then I look for a great podcast that's motivational. And this is something that you can do if you're taking a walk outside. Today's a beautiful day, actually, for January. If you're taking a walk outside, no matter where you are, we all know we have the technology to be able to yeah. listen to these. Also, we all have a commute. 
Every one of us has to drive to work. Mm -hmm. So while you're in the car, listen to the podcast in the car. Take the time when you're not being interrupted by your children or somebody at work or when you're in the midst of our busy lives. This is your time. And it's 20 minutes and you deserve it. You know what I started to do to find that extra time that we're all craving when I drive my daughters to, you know, whether it be golf or soccer, instead of going home for that hour or, you know, chatting up with the other sports parents. I know it sounds rude, but I will almost confine myself to my car. And that is me time. That is the time that I will dedicate to whatever it is, right? If it's crunching the numbers, you tell us one week we have to crunch the numbers. Okay, that's the week. Or if it's listening to the podcast, sure, that's the time to do it because you know the minute you go home, you're going to busy body and do something else around the house. Well, and it's funny because one of the things that I've incorporated in our house is I used to love reading. I shouldn't say used to. I love reading. And read book after book after book after book, especially when, the, when there was nap times, when the babies were little. Mm-hmm. And I started getting away from that. And instead, it was watching maybe a little bit too much TV or, like I said, scrolling too much on social media. And I said, I miss a good book. And the only time oh. I was ever reading was if I was in an airport traveling somewhere or if we had that occasional vacation and I was sitting by a pool and could actually read. And my kids need to read. We know that the teachers say 20 to 30 minutes a night. This has to happen. And so I said, during that 20 or 30 minutes, we're all going to sit in a room and we're all going to read. And we don't talk to each other. We read what we have to read. But it's been such a huge change. Oh, my God, what a cool family bonding thing now. And we're not even talking to each other. But the fact that they see me doing it and Mm -hmm. understanding the importance. And we are sitting down together, so it has to be done. No one's going upstairs and maybe reading or maybe not reading because <laughs> right. you know how the kids will try and get away from that. And it's a way for me to have done for myself what I needed, but at the same time make sure the kids are, are, are being taken care yeah. of too. And that's how you incorporate this. Don't make this something that is so grueling of a task that you're not going to do it. Again, going back to I'm never going to eat a cookie again. I'm never going to eat a brownie again. You, it's not going to work. This has to be something that you figure out how to move into your life, and then you'll slowly get more and more excited about it. Yeah. Just like when it comes to weight loss. Those first five pounds are the most motivational thing that you can have. After that, you really want to do it at that point. There is truly a high after you start to feel healthier. And this is how we're looking at this year, that the first – this first month, you might say, okay, i got to figure this out. We'll see what happens. But then next month, you'll have figured out how to fit it in. And so each and every month that goes by, you'll become more and more excited to learn more. And I promise this is not rocket science. This is things that you can absolutely incorporate yeah. every day into your life so that you can leave the year. I can't even think about another year from now. But yeah. December 31st of this year saying, I'm prepared. Yeah. I'm prepared if something I don't want it to happen. It's devastating. But if it does, at least this part is taken care of. I know what's going on. I always tell my clients, especially the women, my job is to make sure that the only thing that you have to worry about if you go through something 
awful, like a divorce or the loss of the spouse, is grieving. Mm. That's your job. Your job is to grieve, whether it's the, the loss of a marriage or whether it's the loss of someone you love. Your job is to grieve. If we can take care of all this other things, then you don't have to worry about it. But what ends up happening is I'm the first person they call if they're not ready because they're, instantly they're so scared. It's amazing to me how their first phone call isn't to the rest of the family. It's to me because they don't know anything and they're freaking out. And then when you have to make decisions, that's not the right time. No. To make financial not decisions. Not close. So that's the goal to get okay. all these women to where at the end of this year they can say, I don't want something to happen. We want everything to be wonderful. But if something does, my only work that I have to do is on me and how I have to get through this emotionally and mentally, yeah. that the financial part will have been taken care of. Okay. All right. That is your goal. Find 20 minutes a week. You got it. You'll be back in uh, next month. Yes. And then you'll have a new goal for us. Yes. Yeah. We'll be talking about financial planning next month. Look at this. We're giving you a month to accomplish a goal. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, we are taking really small baby steps here. Right. Small, manageable (laughs) steps. Exactly. That is right. And if you can't, this is one thing too, that you have to remind yourself if you fail at it, right? If like this week you didn't come up with the 20 minutes that you're going to dedicate. Okay. Fine. Yeah. There's, an, yes. there's next week. There's next week. Yeah. So it's attainable. These yes. are achievable goals. Okay. Goal for this month, find 20 minutes every single week that you can dedicate either to listening to this podcast or something about finances. Yes. And we're going to help guide you through all that. Absolutely. Cheers, Erica, to being financially confident women. Yes. <laughs> Happy New Year to everybody. Erica Cummings, CFP Vice President at Morgan Stanley. I will link her contact information in the show notes if you want to learn more about her or her Women, Wealth, and Empowerment series. Okay, next week on the Seven Figures Podcast, a name that may sound familiar to you, David Mamano, America's Entrepreneur Coach whether you want to be in business for yourself or not. He has a motivating approach and great advice on how you can get all the success that you want. I sincerely thank you for taking time out of your day to join the podcast. You have a fantastic weekend and I will talk to you next week. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at sandy at rochesterbuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures Podcast. Smart money strategies for women.